Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. When it comes to the top fitness gurus of our time, the name Tony Horton, creator of P90X, is top on that list. He's recently teamed up with women's health expert, Dr. Mindy Peltz. Together, they've embarked on a mission to address a crucial issue, how to eat and exercise in harmony with the woman's shifting hormonal needs. It's called PowerSync 60. This 60-day program is designed to combat monotony, mitigate injuries, and transcend plateaus that often hinder conventional fitness routines. If you're ready to look and feel your absolute best, don't go anywhere. Tony Horton is in the house, and it all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest gained world-renowned success as the creator of P90X, the most successful fitness program in America. He's helped improve the lives of millions of people and has trained A-list celebrities such as Tom Petty, Billy Idol, Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Nicks, Ewan McGregor, and more. In addition, he's a best-selling author, world-class motivational speaker, and he's appeared on countless television programs. His new endeavor is called PowerSync 60, a cutting-edge 60-day fitness program meticulously crafted to elevate overall wellness, boost vitality, sculpt physiques, and foster inner strength. Welcome back to the show, the incredible Tony Horton. Dr. David, I would say that's one of one of my top 10 intros of all time. <laughs> I had to shorten it. I'd be here all day if I read your whole bio. <laughs> oh, that was, that was uh, <laughs> it's so great to have you back. Thank you so much. Now, last time you shared how you overcame a detrimental health condition and landed on your feet, I would urge listeners to listen if they missed that podcast. It's on the replay. But today, I want to start with dispelling the most common thing that I hear in my practice, and I need your help here. I'm too old. People use this age as an excuse to give up. And you at 65, you are proof that age has no limitations. Share with us, how do you stay so youthful? Well, it's interesting that that's the first question. Last night, I did a plyo session. If anybody's done P90X or any of my programs, I do a lot of workouts that are plyometric-based, right? Because they're super athletic. It's sort of a hit training. And I've been doing this routine on Wednesday nights, oh gosh, for almost 18 years. And last night, we had a special guest. His name was Bob, and he's 71 years old. And so Bob was doing the P90X and the X3, and now he's part of Power Nation and doing my Power of Four routines. I mean, Bob was a a stranger. I did a cameo for his son or his son set it up for him. I said, come on by anytime. And Bob showed up last night and he just smoked it. I mean, he just did a phenomenal job, but he modified when he needed to. And he, you know, he went after it when he could and, you know, he got the memo. And and I think this, this answer is kind of universal for anybody when they get, you know, into their fifties, sixties and seventies, like Bob is that it's really imperative that you focus on being very consistent not being overly attached to the outcome because you might have physical limitations. And then just, you know, my old expression, do your best and forgetting the rest, which is exactly what Bob did and which is exactly what I do at the age of 65. But I think if you're really consistent and you're focusing on your form, I think a lot of times I've watched a lot of older folks, even ex-athletes, you know, their range of motion decreases, their breathing techniques go south, and they're not moving maybe like they did in their teens and their 20s because their range of motion got smaller and they weren't consistent with their fitness over the course of time. So they weren't able to progress like they would have compared to somebody who is, you know, getting after it five to six days a week. It's the thing I think the most important thing more than anything 
is that if you're getting older and you want to see improvements and you want to have some sort of trans transformation and you want to get stronger and more flexible and improve your balance and be able to move quicker in situations that, you know, where you might be required to, that you've got to show up on a regular basis. It's got to be something that you do often like you do with paying your bills and breathing and eating and sleeping and going to work and everything else. So we do those things to sort of survive and that's great. But if you want to thrive, especially when you get a little to be a little bit older, you have to be in the game all the time because our aging process wants us to slow down. And so we have to fight that by being just more consistent and checking on our form and making sure we're doing things. Properly. Yeah. That's a great answer. I'll show you something that that story happened at my clinic about old age. A patient told me she was having a right hip replaced. I asked what happened and she said, Oh, nothing. It, it's just old age. And I asked how her other hip was doing. She says, Oh, that one's fine. It's only the right one needing replaced. And I inquired, how could she blame old age? Both hips were born on the same day. They've walked the same number of steps. And her mouth dropped, Tony, and she said, I guess I can't blame old age. <laughs> it's how you use it. <laughs> Just like that, Dr. David, you turned her around. Yeah. Yeah, it's how you use it. You can't, you have both hips are the same age, so that's great. As I shared the last time you were here, you know, I've been a fan of yours since you graced my living room TV screen back in 2006. And I got to tell you, your P90X program motivated me to stay the course and work out. You were that motivator. But let me ask you, today it's kind of shifted. There's so many distractions, social media, Netflix, gaming, smartphones, Etc. all competing for people's attention. Have you found it more difficult keeping people focused on fitness today than years ago? Well, you know, I would have to say it's about the same. People were distracted for different reasons back then. You know, I don't know what it was, maybe just apathy or too busy with work or kids or whatever, just their schedules weren't, weren't locked in, you know? And I, I think regardless of where you are in your life, I think one of the most important parts of being consistent, I can tell you to show up five to six days a week, but the only way you're going to do that is you have to plan what you're going to do in advance. Like I know exactly what I'm going to be doing Monday through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, I, it's already locked in. Everybody in my life, my wife, my friends, my assistants, no, do not schedule anything at this particular time frame. And I give myself a full 90 minutes. Not all my workouts are 90 minutes, but I want to have a little leeway after the workout to go shower or get dressed or whatever it is to go on about my day. So if you schedule them out, like for example, my Monday is 5.30 PM, you know, don't schedule anything then or afterward in the morning, Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's eight o'clock. I keep my schedule wide open between eight o'clock and 10.30 so I can get those workouts in. And Wednesday night is 5.30 for plyometrics. Friday is, is uh, nine o'clock yoga. Saturday is my day off where I go for a run. It's usually kind of a wide open day anyway. And then Sunday, you know, I have my ninja course sequence that I do and it's three and a half hours, which I know sounds insane. But then again, that's how I stay young at the age of, of 65. And that's, again, I tell people, those are appointments with my health, with my wellness, with my strength, with my flexibility. And that's that supersedes everything else when it comes to what I have to do the rest of the day. Because when I schedule it, I do it. If you wing it, you won't. And if you do schedule it and you do do it, then every other aspect of your life is just easier to deal with, right? Your creativity, your productivity, your just ability to solve problems because you're releasing, you know, you know, Dr. David, it's, it's norepinephrine and dopamine and serotonin and all these brain chemicals that get released when you exercise. And it just keeps you sharp and ready to take on the world. If you don't exercise, you're, you know, you're getting by on fat, sugar, salt, and chemicals in your food and coffee. And it's the, the end result isn't so great. 
Yeah. I think you, you accomplished so much. I, if I think of one word to describe you is purpose. I think you wake up with a purpose. I think that fuels you. And then everything else kicks in. And I think a lot of us are missing that purpose in life. So I love that you stay focused, razor focused and motivated. And you wake up excited tomorrow. So many people that don't have a purpose, they wake up yeah, another Monday, another Tuesday. I think that's awful. We have so many days on earth and we've got to use them, every one of them. And you do it. You seize the moment. You seize the day. I love that. Even in your times of sickness, you were like, when am I getting back on that horse. I love that attitude. And uh, let me ask you this. You know, you're bringing attention. We talked in the intro of, of something unique with teaching females how to eat, exercise according to their shifting hormonal needs. Share why that's important because that's another thing people blame a lot of. Oh, I'm overweight hormones. I'll just let it go. There's no hope for me. Well, you know, I learned something brand new. I'm going to tell you, this is not something I knew much about when I created P90X. And look, I try to stay curious and open-minded to, to concepts that make sense. You know what I mean? It just made sense to me once I learned. I had a, a podcast, a mastermind class with Dr. Mindy Pels, and I had never met this gal before. I mean, I, you know, somebody said, hey, there's somebody who's really brilliant. And she's, you know, she's done some research that is kind of unique and different. And I think you should have a conversation with her. And 10 minutes into the conversation, I thought to myself, oh my God. This is brilliant. I had no idea. And it all stemmed from her research and her background when it came to exercise and how, you know, women's hormonal fluctuations, whether you're menopausal, premenopausal, perimenopausal. I mean, this is her background. This is her work. This is her research. And when she did P90X, she looked at the schedule and she said, yeah, great schedule for guys. Really good. I can see how, you know, men are, you know, their, their testosterone fluctuations. This is perfect. But for me, for her, she said, I'm going to change the schedule based on what's happening with me, with the chemistry and the, and the hormonal fluctuations inside of my body. So she wasn't doing yoga on yoga day. She was doing chest and back and she wasn't doing plyometrics on certain days. She was probably, you know, choosing something else that worked. And so what was happening for her was she wasn't getting exhausted. She wasn't getting overly sore. She felt like she was energized after the workouts based on the schedule that she created for herself. And she got through all 90 days and got better results than a lot of other women that were, you know, kind of making their way through it. And what I would tell women was, which was also good information, back off on certain days, you know, modify on certain days, you know, cut the workout short if you can't get all the way through it. Take certain days off if you have to, if you feel too exhausted from the day before. Because if you go up P90X, it's 24 sets of chest and back on a Monday. And then it's plyometrics on a Tuesday. You know, most people put it back on the shelf. But women who understood the nuance and the tips I was giving, they did well, but maybe it took them 120 days plus to get the results that they wanted. The way Mindy structured it was just brilliant based on her hormones. We got through this conversation and she said, if there's ever a program that I wanted to create, I want to create with you. And nine months later, we shot it and it's out in the world. I mean, that's how, how motivated we worked together to be able to create this. And we had two test groups, one group of gals, about 120 and the other one about 90. And one of the examples, and there's dozens of them, a 71-year-old woman who tried everything and did certain things and really struggled with it. And her husband kind of felt like, hey, this is who you are. It's your genetic. Stop trying to, you're 71 years old. Just, you know, grow old gracefully. And she refused. She did Power Sync 60, 90 days. She was hoping to maybe lose close to 10 pounds. She lo lost 15 pounds. She felt like without even trying that hard because the sequences were set up for her. The calendar was set up for her based on her age postmenopausal so that she could get the best possible outcome. And it was, you know, you get in a, a Zoom call like this and she's in tears because, and her husband's like, oh, wow, I guess it worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? So between Dr. Mindy and myself, we're really proud of what this is and what it's doing for people. And uh, 
And she's just one example out of, you know, dozens and dozens. Yeah. Sounds like she lives by the model. You, you can't change the winds, but you can adjust the sails of the boat. Exactly right. She was tacking, tacking her way through it and, and succeeded in the end. I love that. So tell us more about the PowerSync 60. So what can people uh, expect? Well, it's a 60-day program. This is one of those things where if you want to go beyond 60 days because you love it, and a lot of women are because they don't feel beat up. And there's that same amount of variety that you would see in any of my programs, whether it's the Power of Four that's on Power Nation or P90X or X2 or X3, because you know you still want to work on your weaknesses as much as your strengths. But one of the things that we added, one of the components that we added that I didn't do back in the old days when I was with Beachbody is we added a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation, and combined with flexibility, there's a stretch breath routine that is one of the favorite, my favorite things that we've ever created. And women are just, it just gives them some downtime. Instead of doing nothing, right, on a day off, maybe you're doing some active recovery by going for a walk or getting in the garden, which is also great, is that if you want to kind of stay consistent, because like I said, that's super important, there's this breath work, there's yoga, and there's a very strong mindfulness component because the exercise is one leg, the diet's another leg, the supplementation is the leg three, but the fourth and most important leg, in my opinion, is the mindfulness, breath work, meditation work which just gives people a little bit of downtime so that they're in the moment, that they're present, and that just energizes them for the next day when they have to get after it more physically. That's basically it. And the funny thing is, is you'll see that there's more than one calendar based on whether you're a 20-year-old or you're a 71-year-old and everything in between. So, you know, there's a cycle for, you know, following the, the moon calendar, which is ideal for some women. So you have more options and you don't feel as beat up. And after the 60 days, a lot of, a lot of gals are just, and also there's a men's calendar too. The dudes get to do it as well. That's uh, awesome. Because yeah. The, you you, know. you, when you mentioned the power four, I immediately think of, of having four tires on your car. You blow out one of those and you're going to get stuck on the side of the road. So you really need all four. That makes you a stronger vehicle. Exactly right. No, spot on. That's exactly right. Doc. Yeah. Now you and I share very similar views on diet. You're not a fan of counting calories, macros, or extreme fad diets, skipping meals of the current carnivore crazed diet. Oh my God, I roll my eyes with that one. But you know, they don't eat fruits, don't eat vegetables, don't eat any grains. Share with us your philosophy when it comes to food, because it's it's very similar to mine. Where do you stand? Well, I gotta say it's it's changed many times over the course of the years. You know, when I first came out to California and I was a young twenty-two-year-old and I was, you know, playing hoop and, and and softball and not really going to the gym and lifting weights or doing anything like that. You know, I, I was broke. So it was a lot of chimichangas, double bacon cheeseburgers, hot dogs, whatever it was, cereal, growing up eating, you know, cocoa puffs. It oh yeah, I was lame. there. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You're like, oh what but then again, you know, you're young and you're active and your metabolism's pretty good. But then as I got really into it and I, you know, I got through my my kinesiology and my exercise science, I was I never really got a degree in in nutrition, but I, I had a nutritionist and I had an endocrinologist and I, you know, I talked to various people. Early on I was like, oh, I just need to eat more vegetables and that kind of worked for a while. And, you know, I, I evolved. I never went keto or paleo. You know, I was, that was never my thing. I tried veganism twice and failed miserably because I wasn't getting enough protein based on what I was eating. So I was bonking during workouts. And then I had a huge, when I got sick in 2017, I had a ton of blood work. We're talking you know, like 15 vials of blood and they tested everything. And then I went through this protocol, a three month protocol about certain foods that were reacting inside my body because I had leaky gut too, which was really fun. I had Epstein Barr, leaky gut, and, a, and then Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Yay, not a good period for me, but it was worth it for me. So, you know, I mean, there were, we tested my urine, we tested my blood, and it was very strict no wheat, no soy, no corn, no dairy, no sesame seeds, no tomatoes. Stayed off of most meat. I could have chicken for some reason. I tested okay for that. And after all that, the short answer is, 
I'm a part-time vegan. I eat a lot of vegan meals, a lot of plant-based meals. But if I'm a Jackson Hole and there's medium rare elk medallions on the menu, Dr. David, I'm going to eat them. them <laughs> right? Yeah. Because it's like muscle confusion. You don't want to see, you know, I True. think what people struggle, they get to a certain point where what they're doing works for a while and then it stops working for a while. And you get so myopic and so pious about what goes in your mouth sometimes that you're actually causing more damage than doing good. So I just add a lot of variety. I mean, I'll have a, I'll have a slice of pizza. I'll have a chocolate chip cookie. I'll, I'll have some wild salmon if it's on the menu. So I'm about 80% vegan and everything else. I just enjoy my life. Right on. That's exactly where I'm at. 80, 20. That's called a flexitarian diet. And you and I follow the same thing. So I love that. And I think that I did the vegan too and worked out. As you said, I just felt miserable. I, I did it for eight years. I was a plant-based eight years. And boy, I felt so much better when I went more flexitarian. Let me ask you this. I, I see in my practice, people follow a healthy diet during the day. Their work, it's easy. They come home, they chow down on comfort foods and snacks while watching TV. What are some Tony Horton approved noshing go-tos? Anything people can reach to when they're watching Netflix? Oh my God. That's so spot on. That's so many people. They have so much discipline in the morning, midday. And then after dinner, it's like, mm, you know what I mean? It's, I call it reward food. Like I've done everything right. Can I have a reward now? <laughs> and by the way, you're allowed to release that, that little valve, that reward valve. But I think there's two things that you need to do. One, if it ain't in the house, you can't eat it. You know what I mean? If you're walking through the grocery store, right? Have a big meal and then go through the grocery store. Don't go through the grocery store hungry. You know what I'm saying? And same thing when you go to a restaurant. I mean, you know, have some menu discipline. Talk to the waiter. What could you do for me? Because I'm, you know, I'm trying to, what is super tasty on the menu that you recommend that is healthy? That's, you know, and it's not the chimichangas for sure. Right. So that's really important. That requires discipline as well. You're out with friends and maybe they're eating food that you wouldn't normally eat and they're drinking as well. So, you know, you just have to stick to your guns on that. But for late night snacking, you know, rice cakes with a little almond butter is kind of satisfying. I like this stuff called kato, which is a plant-based ice cream-like substance. And the other thing too is portion size. You ready? Because I'm a psycho. I cut my chocolate chip cookies in half. They're individually wrapped and I take it out and I cut it in half and I put the other half in and then I put it back in the freezer, which, you know, this is just, this is how I, and then I savor that half a chocolate chip cookie and maybe I'll put a little kato on it, but I'm also a big fan of, fan of, of raspberries and blueberries and strawberries. You know, I just kind of, I'll take them out fresh and then I'll put them in the freezer for, you know, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So they get colder and colder. And then I have my blueberries, raspberries, strawberries in a little bowl and I'll nosh on that. And also mixed nuts. Mixed nuts are high in protein. Of course, there's some plant fat in that, but that's not going to kill you either. So have those things in abundant, like have your five or six things that are, you know are super healthy, that satisfy you, that satiate you, that have that sweet or that salt thing that you want. And then on the other stuff where you're just going hog wild, like a chocolate chip cookie, eat half of one, you know what I mean? Just, and then take your time with it. Don't munch on it. Like it's your last meal. I love that. That you, you get it out of the way, out of sight, out of mind. You cut the other half and bring it. Yeah. It's portion <laughs> size and, and not having too much of it in the house. You know, if you've got candy in the house, you're going to eat the candy. I, I haven't bought candy unless when I'm on the road, when I go on a road trip, I always go to the, the, the mini mart and get myself one of them small Snickers bars. Oh my gosh. It's like Christmas. You know what I mean? But I, I don't have any Snickers bars in the house. That's just not a thing. Yeah. They said, what about that evening glass of wine? We talked about snacks, but even wine now, you know, once considered heart healthy, now it's getting slammed with all the new research showing that even moderation is bad. What's your opinion? Can somebody still indulge in the occasional glass of wine or cocktail and be fit? 
I think so. I mean, I, I stopped drinking about 25, 30 years ago. It just didn't serve me. And I didn't really enjoy it very much. So I'm very lucky that way. And the only reason why I used to drink is because I was trying to fill a void. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, I'm not very happy with my life right now. So I would fill the void or I'm uncomfortable in this group of people. So I'll, I'll fill a void. You know, I was like, oh, well, why is that? What am I not doing that requires this, me as the source as opposed to the, the alcohol as the source? Because any source outside of ourselves, you know, whatever. If you want to have a, a beer or a glass of wine, I mean, when you get into two and three and four, obviously, you're going to have some different kind of issues. But for me, like, oh, wow, I think I would just rather watch a movie or hang out with my friends or, you know, whatever, snack on my my semi-frozen blueberries and strawberries. That that just, you know, that takes years of discipline. If you've been drinking since you were, you know, since your drinking age or earlier, then this is part of your culture, part of your history, and it's not always easy. And if you don't have a drinking problem, then you might be okay. I think the real thing that that we don't talk enough about is just the level of stress that we're dealing with. And a lot of us are, you know, it's like that old, example of the frog in the frying pan. You know what I mean? You don't even know you're under this much stress until the heat turns up so bad that you end up with a heart attack or a stroke or Ramsey Hunt syndrome like I did. And so that's the reason why we put the, the mindfulness portion in everything. There's mindfulness in the power of four. There's mindfulness in power sync 60 because you are the source. It's your breath. It's your mind. It's your sitting down or wherever, wherever you are and being quiet. And that can be uncomfortable sometimes sitting with your own thoughts. You yeah. know what I mean? oh, God, that's, that's why we true. anesthetize ourselves with, with drugs and alcohol. You, you know what I mean? But when you're sitting by yourself, and, but you, you have to have faith and belief in what it is that I'm sharing with you. And it's not easy like a glass of wine, but the benefits are tenfold once you fall into that pattern. You know, there are all kinds of apps that you can get. You just sit, you know, you can do these guided meditations anywhere. You know, you can do them in the car, you can do them, you know, in the bathroom, you can do them, you know, first thing while you're lying in bed in the morning and they just set you off for the, for the right mindset for the rest of the day. And if you're not used to doing that kind of thing, if mindfulness seems like one of these airy fairy California behaviors, then try it for a week and notice if you, if you, if you feel differently. Yeah. What about another controversial beverage coffee? There's so much controversy there. Good for you one day, bad for you next, but a lot of people coffee while they work out, bodybuilders all the time. But as you said, stress, I don't think coffee is an anti-stresser. <laughs> no. Are I you mean, a giant? Raise your cord yeah. raises the cortisol levels, the adrenal glands kind of flare up. Exactly. So you're doing some damage that way. And by the way, a cup of coffee before a workout, you know, maybe 40 milligrams, a small cup of coffee, but we just overdo it. You know what I mean? We got the, the mega lattes and everything else, which is- the me Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let me ask you this. I have a friend who owns a gym franchise. I won't name the name, but he said he makes money banking on the 75% that sign up for the year membership and stop going after three months. Why is it so common for people to give up when it comes to fitness? It's all about their purpose. It's all about their purpose. They're doing it for all the wrong reasons, especially the beginning of the year. They want to turn a new leaf and they want to try it out. And then that's just, that's not motivating or inspiring or, or even close to anything you're going to want to stick with. I mean, I mean, I always tell people, how do you want to function? How do you want to think? How do you want to feel that day, the day you do the workout? I mean, that's the reason why I do yoga on a regular basis, because I get the strength, I get the balance, I get the flexibility. And I'm also a little bit, you know, I can work on my mindfulness all in the course of whatever, 30 minutes to an hour and a half on a mat in my bare feet. It's pretty, pretty perfect. So, you know, if you understand that if you exercise today, you're improving in a myriad of ways outside of what you hope your, your body is going to look like in the future. You know what I mean? Like we, we're all doing it for our ego and, and our aesthetics and, and other people's opinions about what we're doing. And if you really make it more about you and how you want to feel and how you want to function on this planet, 
and knowing that, that it's priority one, it's not priority three or four or 10. It's just who you have to be, right? Let's just pretend that you don't care what you look like, right? Let's pretend you don't care how long it takes. Everybody has a different ladder, right? Some people's ladders are shorter than other people's. You know, if you've got 115 pounds to lose, you have a longer ladder. That's just it. So how many rungs of the ladder are you willing to take? How patient are you willing to be? How often do you want to show up? How consistent do you want to be? You know what I mean? And on day one, regardless of where you are, the fact that you physically did it, even if you did it poorly, even if you had to modify, even if you had to skip exercises, you're infinitely better as a human being in general. Your creativity, your productivity, your patience, your willingness to solve problems, the glass becomes half full. I mean, there's so many mental and emotional and even spiritual things that happen as a result of working on the first day. And then you take day two, the next rung on the ladder and day three and day four. I got a friend of mine, Vache, he sold me an awning. He knew who I was. So we were chatting about it. So I gave him my book and I gave him P90X3. And I said, dude, the only thing you have to do is not skip days and go to the end. And then when you go to the end, regardless of how you look, Decide whether you want to keep going. Now, he's been coming to my house for a year and 10 months, and he's a completely different human being. And here's a guy who was not physically fit, who was not athletic, who had two left feet, who had a very long ladder, and he's still on it. You know what I mean? But who he is as a human being, he's just great company before when he was before. Not that he wasn't great company, but he you could see the struggle. You could see the anxiety. You could see the the angst that he had about the whole process. He just needed a muse. He needed a guide or a trainer or a coach. And I happen to be that guy. You got to be in it for the long haul, man. It shouldn't have been P90X. It should have been P Lifetime X or, or whatever it is, whatever it has to be all the time. I had a patient stop working out at the gym. I say, why? She says, it wasn't working. I was only losing a pound a week. I'm like, a pound a week? How many do you want? She says, I want to lose 30 pounds. And of course, my brain does the math. I'm like, well, in 30 weeks, you hit your goal. But it's not fast enough for some people. They want to see it just shed off and it set off the pounds. And we have the uh, atomic habits. The author says, you know, you don't have to be a marathon runner. Just walk or run around the block and come home. You're a runner. We don't go from first grade to grad school. Nobody complains that school takes about a year. You get the summer off and then you got to do it again. And you go to third grade and then fourth grade and fifth grade, but we don't lose the right amount of weight in 30 weeks. We quit. And partly, you know, the big issue here too is we're judging the process while we're in the middle of it, right? We feel like we have to kind of compare ourselves with the past or our expectations of the future. If you're just okay with doing the best that you can, I mean, you know, I came up with do your best and forget the rest, which is basically saying, do what you can. Don't judge the process. This is the journey that you're on. Be okay with the fact that some days you're doing all right and some days you're terrible and some days you don't want to do it, but you do it anyway. And one of the things that we created with, with PowerSync 60 is that we have a power down option and we have a power up option. So you get to look at the screen, see me, see the people behind me and say, you know what, maybe I'm supposed to be powering up right now, but I have this slower, more mellow, less range of motion, less weights version. And I'm going to do that because Tony told me that just being in the room is enough, which is absolutely true. And then I also created stop options. So if a workout is 50 minutes and you're thinking about that 50 minutes before you start, and it just seems overwhelming, which it can, then at the 20 minute mark, you get to stop and fast forward to the cool down. But then it's, is it going to work as I'm missing three quarters of the routine? Yeah. You're doing a third or a quarter of it, which is infinitely better than choosing zero right? Are you the tortoise or are you the hare? Like, you know, the tortoise wins because the tortoise is always moving forward, not burning the candle at both ends. So between the power up, power down, the stop options, 
And what happens when you get to the first stop option? I mean, with all these women in these test groups, yeah, I got to the first stop option and I felt pretty good. And so I kept going. <laughs> of course, because the norepinephrine, the dopamine, the serotonin, the brain derived neurotropic factor kicks in after like the third exercise. And so it, cha- it literally changes your attitude about what you're doing at the very beginning of the routine because your workout clothes are on, the laptop or TVs that you're watching on is, is showing you what to do. It's like, well, I'm here. I'll keep going. And other people will go, all right, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm not quite into it or I got an appointment, but I'm glad I did what I did and I'll come back the next day and maybe do more. Yeah. Well said. Well said. You know, not many people know this because we didn't bring it up at the uh, the last time because it was such a serious topic, but you got your start as a stand-up comedian. And I have to say, I'm surprised you never thought about holding up a record from the legendary rock band, The Who, with the subheading, Horton, Here's The Who. Nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> as a ever, kid- Did you ever do that one? That's me. I'm a word guy. As a kid, you know, I got Horton Hatches the Egg or Horton Here's The Who from those Dr. Seuss books. Uh-huh. You know, that when kids are like, Horton Here's The Who, because when you're- like when you're nine, you get really upset by that. But now it's yeah. But now would be funny. Hold up there, it would be like that's my kind of. I'm a pun guy. But yeah. So so tell us, you so you still adapt a little bit of comedy every now and then, or because of the? Well, I, I just I love funny. I love funny people. I can turn a phrase on occasion. I, I love language. You know, I'm always kind of playing with using certain words to get you know to lift an eyebrow or to get a smirk out of somebody. I mean, that's what P90X. All all my programs have you know a certain amount of humor. And I had a two year stint attempting to be a stand-up comic. I don't, I wouldn't actually say I was one, but I would do those open mic nights. I was at the improv and I was at the comedy store, you know, in, in front of, you know, auditioning and uh, brutal must say, you know, not an easy thing to do. I mean, I had a little comedy group that we would get together and do these little skull sessions and work on, on setups and punchlines. And then we'd go out on these nights and this one gal who was very, very funny, she should have made it, but she, you know, got married and had kids and didn't get there. But she'd say, you know, Tony, you're not always funny, but man, you're comfortable up there on stage. You, know, you don't care whether people laugh or not. You're just doing your thing, you know? So maybe if I had worked on my better bits, I would have gotten there. But I love that. I mean, in the end, it's the humor. It's, it's having been with Second City LA. It's having taken all those acting classes that allows me to be able to be in front of a camera and, and have a cast and just freeform and go. And I think that like everybody, like the 71 year old that was here last night, he goes, you know, you, I just felt like you were my buddy. And I felt like the cast members were my friends. It just felt really comfortable. Or other ones, I just, it felt like a drill sergeant or a shrink or adding humor to fitness. is not easy to do. Most trainers still can't do it, but it, you have to have that kind of background to be able to pull it off. Yeah. And there's actually studies showing laughter burns calories. It helps increase blood flow, longevity. So if you combine that with exercise, wow, what a what a great duo there. I've been told that I should be a stand-up comedian because I'm so short if I'm on stage and I'm not, and I'm, I'm actually not standing, you wouldn't see me. So I have to stand. Well, the stage is higher and the audience sits. So you're fine. Yeah. You'll, you'll <laughs> you be fine. You haven't met me. I'm, I'm a, sh- I'm a short guy. You haven't met me. <laughs> if you're, if you're uh, over five foot or under, you know, you're still. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Wow. Just like last time, time flew by in the two minutes we have left. Anything you want to share with the listeners we didn't cover today? Well, you know, if folks want to find me, you can go to TonyHortonLife.com and hit that website and check out the TH Fitness workout gear. We got jump ropes and mats and med balls and my power stands, which are flying off the shelf, which is really cool. TonyHortonLife.com. If you want to know more about Power Nation and you want to know more about these new programs, you know, since I left Beachbody, it's PowerNationFitness.com or PowerNationFitness.org. We have both. And you'll see Power Sync 60 there. You'll see the Power 4 there. We have a series of trainers on there. 
Michael Bradley and, and Scott Morgan's got a brand new program that is really blowing up right now. People love it. My friend, Steve Holmson. And it's fun to be able to give them a platform, which they didn't have, as opposed to just, you know, training people one-on-one like I used to do way back in the day. And, you know, if you go to TonyHortonLife.com and you're a skier or a snowboarder, come join me in Jackson Hole. You'll see it sign up. Uh, we take 30 people. There's only, I think, 15 are already signed up for it. That's the last weekend of January in Jackson Hole. It's just an amazing event. And then um, every Tuesday night, Tony Talks on Instagram, which uh, they're about an hour, an hour and a half. People are really loving those. And I just pontificate, you know what I mean, on Instagram live. That's 530 Pacific Standard Time, Tony Talks. I think that's it. I love those. I watch your Tony talks. Very inspiring. I love getting the the the, the real you off the off the cu- it's off the cuff and it's just it's you, man. It's real. Just- yeah, I mean, you know, the one I did Tuesday was was called Lessons Learned. A lot about where I struggle. I mean, I was one of them was interrupting people during a conversation or bitching and moaning and complaining when I should just be celebrating my life. You know, and just you know, the, the week before was. Uh, laundry list of ways to kind of help you recover. You know, mindfulness is one, but getting in the garden, playing music, going for walks, making sure that you let the pendulum swing the other way once in a while, because that will change your attitude about this whole fitness journey. Fitness is hard. And if it's, if you're burning the candles at both ends and you're, you're pushing the envelope, you need that downtime. So next week, I got a couple topics I'm thinking about and I look forward to it. I love doing it. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure sharing your contagious energy with the listeners. You're welcome back anytime. David, I love being on your show and uh, I'm looking forward to the next one. That's great. To learn more about Tony Horton and his new PowerSync 60, as he mentioned, you want to go to PowerNationFitness.org. And if you're looking for a top-of-the-line nutritional supplements, as we talked about last time, you can uh, go to MyPowerLife.com for weight loss or good general supplementation that all is important. You can follow Tony on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Tony S. Horton. For my daily health post, follow me at Dr. David Friedman on Instagram. I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast available to yourgoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com. While there, be sure and check out our podcast library, especially the last one on Tony. If you missed it, so good and inspiring. Make sure you listen to that one. Share all these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information is too important to keep yourself. I always say sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.